Third and nine for the Jets. Here's Darnold. Airing it out. Deep ball. Separation. Clock. Robbie Anderson. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jets. You going to show it? I hope not. We have slides. Darnold throwing. Deep ball. He's got Anderson for the touchdown. That was a fabulous throw. Darnold swings it downfield. Juggle and a grab. Touchdown, Terrell Pryor. A brilliant catch as he snares it. You are now listening to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Andrew Claudio. They did it. We told them what they'd have to do to beat the Broncos, and guess what? They did all of it, and then some. A 34-16 uh, defeat of the Denver Broncos at home. It was actually much closer than it actually was, what the score said. Uh, a record-setting day for Isaiah Crowell. Three touchdowns for the quarterback. Here to break it all down is our Jets writer, Jesse Finver. Jesse, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic, my friend. It is a good day. To root for the Jets, especially in the city of New York, where the Giants lost on a heartbreaker. Sorry, Ethan. Uh, sorry, Brett. Sorry, Listen, all man, other Giants fans. But... You would never know that that team is 1-4 watching how they celebrated Eric Flowers' release today. <laughs> <laughs> you're very right. No, you're very right. Um, it was a hell of a game, man. It was one hell of a game. Top to bottom, across the board, everybody played great. So... I really want to know where we should start because there's very few negatives to point to. Um, the quarterback, if you want to say 10 for 22 isn't great. He really wasn't right, so asking you much, though. But where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Let's talk about Sam Darnold and the very weird statistical day that he had. Um, so by all, by all measures, watching the game, Darnold played great. Uh, multiple beautiful Touchdown passes, hitting receivers in stride uh, one time to Robbie Anderson and then another time in very, very tight coverage. Just a perfectly placed ball to Robbie Anderson, 35-yard touchdown. But so he was 10 for 22. His quarterback rating was 98.1. So that makes no sense. He had one interception. Obviously, that that, uh, really was not his fault. It got batted by... uh, Shane Ray, future Jet Shane Ray at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, Bates got a little, fell in love a little too much with the, the quick screen pass. Uh, and that came to bite the Jets right there. But obviously the game was, I mean, the the game was pretty much in hand uh, two possessions later. So it wasn't too big of a deal. Um, and then obviously uh, 198 yards, that's whatever. Well, I, I can't thought, even. I, oh, thought yeah, he, yeah, I thought he played very well. He was victimized by a few drops. There were some pass interference calls that weren't made mm. in the end zone, both on Curse and in Nunwa. Um, and then also, I do want to talk about two other things with the passing game. One, Nunwa no catches. 
you don't really like to see that that much, but I mean, he only completed 10 passes on the day, and they All were right, pretty. Hold on, crazy. hold on, Jesse. Day one. Why are we starting with any negatives right now? Because hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're going through the passing game as a whole. You got the kind of, you, you have to be objective here. It's, it's, a, it was a great day, but it was a weird day because the pet, like, he threw for 45. percent You know, it was. Oh, I, but, could, but I still could, see. I completely disagree. I think we. We, we start with the fact that he wasn't asked to do much. That's the thing. And you mentioned the two pass interference calls. There's two more inter- incompletions that well, yeah. sh- shouldn't have been. So And then he had – there were like three drops also. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he didn't have to do much because where I was about to go next was Isaiah Crowell had a career high and Jets record 219 rushing yards on 15 – a little fun fact here. I, I put this in my article uh, that's on Gotham uh, right now. You can read it. Uh, <laughs> out of all players who have had 15 carries or more, his yards per carry of 14 and a half is the highest in NFL history. He was incredible, and like I've seen a lot of a lot of breakdown of how this happened and the holes that the offensive line was creating for him all day. Plain and simple, every time it seemed like every time he and Powell touched the ball and they got past the line of scrimmage, they were just off to the races. You have you mentioned the 77 yard run. There were four other runs of over 20 yards for both of them throughout the day. Yep. The Jets had like they ran the ball 38 times for 323 yards. It really was one of the better day de- de- better days running the ball this team has had ever. So, and you have to, and you have to credit the offensive line in both the run game and gaps the pass game throughout the entire day. So that's why I can't yep. really blame Darnold for his ten for twenty-two because those twenty-two passes he just was not asked to do much. And when he was asked to do something, he hit Robbie Anderson in stride. He hit Robbie Anderson in traffic. And then a guy that we've been critical of, he throws a touchdown to Terrell Pryor, who went up and got it. So that was that was the play of the day across the league. Uh, one-handed catch uh i mean i don't know if he's lefty a lefty or not but even so just being able to go and get that ball over a, a good coverage too it was solid coverage very impressive obviously i mean we, we've obviously you mentioned we've been very critical of him but hey I, I can't criticize a guy for making a play there um very impressed by that play also but i really i want to talk more about the, did you see that video of brian winners bullying that guy oh yeah yeah the offensive line was incredible yeah and and one of the keys we said before the before the game was that we the jets needed to stop the broncos front seven from getting to sam darnold and they did that they they only i think they only allowed one sack for nine yards and after the rest of the game perfection it was it was very and you have to credit jeremy bates for you know darnold was able to get the ball out of his hands pretty quick on a lot of those passes but he also made some very deep passes where the, the route needed to develop, and he was given the time to make those passes. And then you mentioned also the running lanes. I mean, we haven't seen that in so since like Thomas Jones, you know that era. Yeah, it is. It has been a long time. Uh, it, I, you, if you check your fantasy waiver wires this week, Isaiah Crowell will be a hot pickup. I'll tell you that much. Who doesn't have Isaiah Crowell, Jesse? Hold on. What? Oh, Crowell is available in one of my leagues. I'm not. I'm not gonna uh, lie. What your four team league with your friends that we've established are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Crowell is amazing, and uh, like, don't sleep on Bilal Powell. Like, 20 carries for 99 yards. It's like that's an average day for a decent running back. 
Um, anytime they touched the ball, you expected them to get big chunks of yards and like 323 yards on the ground. It's it's you're gonna win every single time. As I mentioned before, 34-16 is actually not indicative of how close the game wasn't. Like like we mentioned it before. And this will transition to the negatives before we get into the defense because there's two things I want to mention. First of all, Marcus May was a yard away from making this 41 to 16, <laughs> <laughs> which is really a negative. It was just really funny. The dude ran 103 yards and did not score a touchdown. So there, 30, I'm at 41, 16. There were two pass interference calls not made in yep. the end zone that would have set up the first and goal for the Jets on the one. There's at least the way the Jets are running the ball. I'm going to say two more touchdowns. We're looking at 55. To 16 yeah. and what happens on both of those first of all the next play after the second one was Darnold's interception and I think the 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 first interception led to the the Myers missed field goal the missed chip shot so like first of all refs like the officiating all together on Sunday was horrific throughout the league just ask Giant fans and go listen to Ethan and Weiss they they get into how bad the officiating was like, yep. especially toward the end of the game um, so yeah, like it was only an 18 point win, which is still like a three possession game. The Jets blew out the Broncos, a, a team that I thought was okay coming into it. So no, I'll they're a good team. They are a good team. So I'll ask I, you this. How good are the Jets now? Like I was, I was saying this, they looked one in 15 last week, even though like they had a win, they looked as bad as a one in 15 team against the Jaguars. How good are they now, Jesse? I still don't know. That's the thing. It is three. You're coming off. Obviously, this is a great win, but that you're coming off of three straight losses where uh, some of them were close. I mean, it's it's still up in the air to me uh, whether or not. I mean, you have to beat the Colts this week. Uh, They're one and four. They're reeling. Their defense isn't very good at all. Um, I, I didn't expect the Jets to beat the Jaguars. So I'm not like too concerned about that, especially on the road. Yeah, obviously they beat them last year, but still, uh, that was just an awful game overall. And then the Dolphins and the Browns, those were, could have been could have been wins, but because they weren't able to close them out, you know, I still don't know what kind of team this is, actually is. Obviously, Mar- uh, Jamal Adams is holding these uh, these player only meetings. I don't know how much of an impact that's actually ha- had, uh, but. I did read something this past week where, you know, they really did say that these meetings have made a big impact mm. and that they're, they're, no, no, that there was, I mean, because, because you look at the, what happened in the Jaguars game, the defense, there was so much miscommunication. There was a video out there of Blake Bortles, like talking to Marcus May during the game, asking why they're running man to man. And when all they're doing is running slots uh, underneath stuff. He's like, why don't you run cover two, man? And he's <laughs> Marcus May's like, I don't know. Which like, is incredible after watching yeah. Blake Bortles on Sunday. Like, yeah. That he had anything to say yeah. about the Jets so, defense. So that's that's where the Jets were at. And then <clears> you <throat> see, uh, you know, I, I think the Broncos offense is, is they have some explosive players there. The fact that, that this defense was able to come back and shut them down. We're about to I know we're about to get into the defense. We can go in more in depth in a second, but I was very impressed. So I, I think I think it's too early to say where this Jets team is, but this weekend against the Colts, if they beat this week, if they beat the Colts this weekend, I'm going to be feeling good going into that Vikings game, feeling yeah. that we 
that the Jets actually have a shot, especially at home. Well, you mentioned the defense, and it's not so much that I doubt the that I I'm not a fan of the uh, or a believer of the team meetings and what they do to a team. I just mm-hmm. don't think Jamal Adams holding a meeting made the Jets run for 323. That's why they won. They ran for 323 yeah. yards, and yeah, like that's the offensive why. line was able to figure it out. But still, the defense, and we they can talk pl- about. It. Let's talk about it. the defense played very well. I would argue that Leonard Williams had his best game of his career on Sunday. I would agree with that. I think that he was unblockable. Not that I think. I know he was unblockable. Uh, Now, one of his sacks, uh, and did he get credited with a full sack on one of those? Because I know he had one and a half, but then I looked at the stats recently, and it said two. So I guess they changed it. Well, yeah, one was a full sack by himself, and then he had two half sacks. So... There was one where I think Perry Nickerson came in late uh, to help out on the sack, but <laughs> I, I don't know how much credit we can actually give the guy because the, the right guard just like stood there and had no idea. What, what, Leonard was so quick. I guess you can credit Leonard for being so quick off the off the snap. He, he left him in the dust and was able to just destroy Keenum there. You're right. I think he had his best game as a pro. Uh, Jamal Adams played really well. Mo Claiborne played really well. And then when you don't have... Tremaine Johnson and then Buster Screen, who's stinks, but like still like a like you can. He's still he's still he's he's just a guy. You he's know? a guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he's they, just a guy. But still, that's still a, 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 that's still a body missing. That's death. He uh, yeah. It, they the, the secondary stepped up big time with those injuries. Well, yeah, four sacks, uh, eight tackles for losses, and a majority of Case Keenum's three hundred and seventy-seven yards were when they were down thirty-four to ten. And it was yeah. the Jets were in zone and listen, throw underneath all you want and get these chunks. We want you to take time off the clock. So the I guy threw fifty times. What's up? He threw fifty times. It was all in garbage. Yeah, time. like I. That's the 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 problem with with big pass. Like Blake Bortles threw for four hundred and eighty something yards on on Sunday, and it was yeah. all because they were losing and there was no reason to run the ball. Um. I the defense was incredible, and it's that type of energy that you like to see from them against a team, a game that they should win, a home game against the Broncos. I'm glad I can say the Jets looked like they belonged on the field with them because I was worried about that going in. Now, as but, we look ahead, Jesse's right. You got to beat the Colts. Gotta, you gotta. And but but going in, I wasn't expecting the Jets to win. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. I thought they had like no now, chance against now, that pass rush. And same. that's, that's yeah. the amazing I, part about this. Yeah, I thought that that – and we both talked about it last week and we brought it up again tonight. I mean, the fact that this offensive line played the way it did, if this offensive line can continue that, the Jets are a very different football team. So – and, and the Jets are favored right now. I believe it's two and a half against the Colts. You have to beat the Colts. And let, let we can talk about the Colts because – Obviously, Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck, but you, you, there's question marks about Doyle, Jack Doyle, T.Y. Hilton, uh, and whether or not they're going to be healthy for the game. The Jets, this is a game they need to take advantage of uh, and, and get back to 500. This is one of those games. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into the Colt game, Jesse, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite banded person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. 
Uh, Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look at the seats in the sections and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive 10% off orders of four or more tickets to save more money. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code GOTHAM for 10% off orders of four or more tickets as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Unless you're a Yankee fan, because I don't think you want to see a sporting event for a while now. <laughs> no, I like Vivid Seats. They they good prices and easy to use online. So. I love Vivid Seats. They're they're amazing, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the Colts. So it's weird because the Colts. I want to say they're not bad, but they're one in four. No, they're 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 pretty bad. Um, I, I I can you name a single player on their defense? Oh, good call. Okay. <laughs> well played, Jesse. Okay, the Colts are bad. Uh, yeah. What do the Jets have to do to win? Well, I really think this is all about the defense because you have to stop Andrew Luck. And obviously we just we, – we, we proved that the, the, the Colts' defense isn't really anything to, to really care about because you can't really name a player on their team. I think that if you stop Andrew Luck, if you get to the pass – if you get to him – uh, if Leonard Williams plays well, I want to see a little bit more from Henry Anderson this week. He only had one tackle last week. Uh, I, I really think that this game can be a, another blowout type for the Jets. Um, except this time, I think there's really no pass rush you really need to to worry about. So if you can shut down Andrew Luck, it, there's a questions about T.Y. Hilton, whether or not he's going to play. Jack Doyle probably still isn't ready, but Eric Ebron's been pretty good, so you have to worry about him. Uh, but I think Jamal Adams and Avery Williamson will be able to handle Eric Ebron just fine. Uh, and there's one guy I am worried about, uh, other obviously other than Andrew Luck, uh, Naeem Hines, uh, a running back for the Colts. He is really dangerous out of the, in the passing game out of the backfield, uh, very similar to Peyton Lindsay in Denver, and he looked pretty decent uh, in his limited touches. Uh, I, I think that if Andrew Luck can get Ebron going up the middle – and then be able to swing it out to Hines. That could give the Jets some issues. Um, but if T.Y. Hilton's out, that really changes everything, and I think the Jets will win handedly if, if T.Y. is out. So here's what I'll say, because you're 100% right. The Jets should win this game. It's a home game for one. Uh, the Jets carved up a very good defense last week, or at least a very good front seven for the tune, to the tune of 323 yards on the ground. And the good secondary, Chris Harris Jr. and Bradley Roby are not bad cornerbacks. Right, so there's there's no reason the Jets shouldn't be able to to take care of business against the Colts. This is a game they should win, get to 3-3, three and three, and then bring on Minnesota. What I will say about the Colts, in their four losses, they've been down by one possession in the fourth quarter of all four games. They were up going into the fourth quarter uh, at home against the Bengals on week one, outscored 17-0. Then week three, they lost 20-16 to 16 against the Eagles team that like, they were in Philadelphia. And who knows how good the Eagles are at this point. Uh, yeah. They ve- they went into overtime and then for some reason didn't take the tie against Houston and lost that game. And then last week against New England, yeah, you could probably say the, Col- the Patriots were 
up by three scores and they decided to just kind of play whatever just, yeah. yeah like just kind of let them back in the game but they were playing a zone they were doing what the jets were doing up 34 to 10 and all of a sudden it's 24 17 let's actually run an offense now um but they were down 24 17 with 10 minutes left in foxborough so i don't think andrew luck is case keenum and as a result you have to you have to expect this game will be closer in the fourth quarter is what i'll yeah, say yeah Chester Rogers has been good in his and and I I've seen the Colts a lot uh, this season. Chester Rogers has looked good at wide receiver. Ryan Grant has been okay, uh, and then obviously I mentioned Eric Ebron. He's been very good for the uh, the Colts in the red zone. Uh, Andrew Luck's Andrew Luck. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So you always have to really uh, be wary of him, uh, even without T.Y. Hilton. But I think that the way the offense looked and the way the offensive, if the offensive line plays even 70%, 75% of what they did last week, that's still a very good day on the ground and good protection for Sam Darnold, good enough to get the ball to Robbie Anderson more. And also maybe Quincy and Nunn will have a catch next week. You know, So <laughs> uh, I, I think that ultimately, uh, especially if T.Y. Hilton's out, um, I mean, I'm looking at this defense <laughs> – <laughs> I, I Malik Hooker's is is a good is a good safety, um, but other than that, I really don't recognize any of these guys uh, on this defense. So it it, it really should be a, a Jets win on Sunday. Do we know the status of both Tremaine Johnson and uh, Buster Screen? Uh, we do not know the status of either of them yet. I'm assuming that we'll find out later in the week. Um, let's see what they have. I, I believe they're both questionable on the injury report right now. Um, well, Tremaine Johnson's out. Okay. So he's out for a bit. Okay. Um, yeah. all right, out. we'll see. Look, I, I'm with you. They, there's no reason the Jets should lose this game. The, the Colts aren't better than the Lions. They're honestly not better than the Broncos. So this, win this game, get to three and three. And they were, like, I don't, love to turn to Beningo for the analysis for Jets, but he did make a great point. Is he uh, back? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You haven't been around. Yes, he came back for football season. His first day back was the Monday after week one ended. So he was Joe right... and Evan. Exactly. So Evan and Joe. <laughs> he made a good point uh, when they were breaking down the game. Bowles has, not, has lost this game consistently. You know, like throughout his time as Jets head coach, you know, a game you should win, they lose. You know, last year they yeah. have the Buffalo Thursday night game where the they create that meme where they're dancing on the field and then everybody put different things, different music to it. The next week they lose 15 to 10 in uh, Tampa Bay to Ryan Fitzpatrick. And this wasn't like the on steroids Fitzpatrick we saw at the beginning of this season. This was last year, Fitzpatrick, <laughs> which was bad. Also, they didn't win another game the rest of the year. Uh, two years ago, or three years ago, they need one win to get into the playoffs. They beat the Patriots. They go up to Buffalo. They come out flat or down 14 nothing. and next thing you know, the Jets are out of the playoffs. Yep. Um, this is a game, if you want to tell me this team in a wide-open AFC, I cannot say this enough. The AFC is wide open. The Cleveland Browns realistically could win that division. So. Yeah. 
for as far as I'm concerned, get to three and three, and then let's have some fun this year. Yeah, I can't agree more. I think that uh, I saw your broken record. This is a game you have to win if you want to be considered even a decent team in the NFL. And when you draft a quarterback at number two overall, you expect to be able to win these types of games, especially with how he looked last week, being able to hit Robbie Anderson in stride like that, those throws that he were able that he was able to make. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he should have had five touchdowns. This defense stinks, and Sam Darnold should take advantage of that. And Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell should also take advantage of that. Agreed. Agreed. They need to. Three and three. Uh, Jesse, we're through five weeks, buddy. This has been fun. Um, yeah. You can follow Jesse on the Twitter at jfinvernews12. No, I changed it. I oh, changed no. It. Jesse, you can't be changing your Twitter. It's, when... it's jfinversports12. Oh, because you're the new sports guy in Mississippi. I am, yeah. I am one of the sports guys. Did Penn State win this weekend? Well, uh, oh, bye week. Oh, so they didn't lose. Congrats, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. There you go. First weekend in football. You know, I was actually glued to the television for a lot of college football on Saturday. You know, I actually get to watch college football this week. Well, I'm very excited because I am not covering any football this weekend, and I get to sit on my couch and just watch all the football I can possibly watch because there, I haven't, I haven't gotten to watch Notre Dame yet. I haven't gotten to watch LSU or Georgia play yet. I'm excited to watch that game in Death Valley. Need, need Georgia to lose. So I am excited for this oh. weekend. Then we get Jets versus Colts. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I went and saw A Star is Born on Saturday morning. Uh, it's worthy of the hype, by the way. Um, and then I watched the Miami game. Well, I watched the end of Texas-Oklahoma, and then I watched the Miami-Florida State game. And then I watched yeah. Yankees-Red Sox. It's been a great Two and a half weeks so far of, of sports because of playoff baseball. There you go. That'll do it for this episode of the Jet Stream. If you dig the show, head on over to iTunes, give it a five star rating and a review. Uh, sorry, I just saw the the Rockies game. Uh, give it a five star rating and a review. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully after a victory. Until next time, thank you for listening, Jesse J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs>